the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, September the 1st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On September 1, 1983, 269 people were killed when a Korean Airlines Boeing 747 was shot down by a Soviet jet fighter after the airliner entered Soviet airspace. I remember that well, and I'll tell you why I remember it. I mean, it was a horrible event, but a few years prior to that, I was flying out to Korea a lot. I was very involved there and elsewhere in missionary work. And I, the flight number of that, I can't remember the flight number now, but the flight number of that plane, I don't know that it was the same plane, but it was the same flight number that I had flown out to Korea just not that long before and had been on that flight number like 707 or whatever it was a number of times. It didn't strike fear in my heart because God is in control. But it did get my attention, and I thought, wow. You know, we never know as we live our life and we do the things that we do and we try to serve the Lord and do what we're doing. We never know how God protects us. Sometimes we see the hand of God in protection. Sometimes God protects us, and we didn't know what could have happened because it didn't. That's why we should always be thankful to God for the goodness and the mercy that he brings to our lives. We should thank him for our blessings, the ones we know about and the ones we don't know about. Today in 1923, the Japanese cities of Tokyo and Yokohama, they were devastated by an earthquake. It claimed 140,000 lives. Today in 1939, World War II began. Nazi Germany invaded Poland. Today, in 1945, Americans received word of Japan's formal surrender that ended World War II. Because of the time difference, it was September 2 in Tokyo Bay where the seminary, where the, the uh, ceremony took place, but uh, was September 1, 1945, here in America. Today, in 1985, a U.S.-French expedition located the wreckage of the Titanic on the floor of the Atlantic Ocean, roughly 400 miles off Newfoundland. Today in 2015, invoking God's authority, Rowan County, Kentucky clerk Kim Davis, she denied marriage licenses to gay couples. Again, she had done so about a week prior, and she did it again in defiance of the federal court. She said, I will not resign, even under the pressure of steep fines or jail. Well, Davis ended up being thrown in jail for five days. She was released after her staff issued the license on her behalf, but removed her name from the form. Ten years ago today, President Barack Obama ridiculed the just-completed Republican National Convention. He said the Republicans and the Republican Convention is better suited to an era of black-and-white TV and trickle-down your on-your-own economics. He said Mitt Romney, whom... The Republicans had chosen to be their nominee for the presidency. 
He said Mitt Romney did not offer a single new idea for fixing the economy. Well, apparently, um, <laughs> uh, the people agreed with Obama because Mitt Romney never became president, his lifelong dream. But it never came to pass. Hopefully it never will, in my opinion. But um, it's interesting how that today, you know, what goes around comes around sometimes. And we're back to that that sense of, and it's beyond what Obama was doing following, that was probably, you would say, mere politics. But today there's a real... Uh, Effort And even Joe Biden is kind of having a, a mental, a cognitive awakening. He's getting more forceful. Uh, he's not as passive and docile as he's been over the last year or so. And he's really going after Republicans in, in general and specifically uh, very conservative Republicans. I mean, he's going after them. Uh, in fact, he's giving a speech. It'll be nationally televised, of course. Uh, and he's president, it should be, but he's giving this speech from Philadelphia tonight. It's at um, it's at 8 o'clock. I assume that's Eastern time, so it's 5 o'clock on the West Coast and, you know, different times in between, but it, uh, live. But um, he's going to, among other things, I'm, I've seen in people that are on the know or are close to it, they're saying he's really going to scorch the Republicans and the conservatives. And um, he's going to double down on some of the things he's been saying. Um, he's going to argue that democracy is at stake and the rising threats of political violence. Um, he He's going to tell you it has to be stopped. And the way to stop it, of course, is to uh, take control away from any of the Republicans or the right wing, as he says. So he's going to be giving this uh, speech outside of the National Historic Park in Philadelphia. And uh, he's making a lot of trips to Philadelphia. In fact, this would be one of three, as I understand it. But the press secretary the other day, uh, that Corrine Jean-Pierre um, gal, she labeled supporters of former Do President Donald Trump an extremist threat to our democracy. That was yesterday. She said, Make America Great Again Republicans are an extreme threat with an agenda to take away rights from the American people. She said President Joe Biden will continue to spread this message about the former president and his reporters, supporters. And he does have reporters as well. She said the president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. The president has been clear. This is his spokesperson, his press lady. The president has been clear as he can be as he can be on the particular piece when we talk about democracy, when we talk about freedoms. The way that he sees the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. This is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, to our rights. They just don't respect the rule of law. Some people who are close to the Washington Post with the Biden administration say that Biden will warn of the dangers tonight of democracy, dangers to democracy, and target the extremist elements of the Republican Party in a primetime address outside Philadelphia's Independence Hall. In recent weeks, he's been doing this. He's been talking about followers of former President Donald Trump. They're trying to cast anyone who supported Trump or does support Trump as kind of a cult member, somebody that's been duped, 
somebody kind of they're trying to make association to what Hitler did in Germany without I don't think the president Biden has said the name Hitler in this context. But that's the image and the message that they're communicating is the people that are are supportive of Trump need help. They need kind of a deliverance of sort. And um, he, of course, is going to lead the exorcism of all of that by be <laughs> continuing his agenda. And his agenda is concerning, to say the least. And we'll be talking more and more about that as we go along. Um, he said yesterday, the Biden administration said yesterday, he, he said um, on the 50th anniversary of Title IX, he said... Um, we're going to strengthen protections for the LGBTQI plus. <laughs> they just keep adding these letters and symbols and all. Anyway, LGBTQI plus students who face discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Title IX, which was passed in, into law in, in 1972, prohibited same-sex discrimination in in uh, schools that uh, or sex-based. Uh, discrimination in schools that receive federal funding. So now they have taken that from meaning giving boys and girls a, a shot, an equal shot, um, to being a kind of a clarion call for the homosexual community and to make that equal with male and female human sexuality. I mean, it's, it is just, they're just going off the cliff with this and it could only end badly for the nation and for the culture. But he said, my administration will continue to fight tirelessly to realize the promise of title nine, that every person deserves an opportunity to pursue their education free of discrimination and on and on and on and on. But he's not talking about male and female boy and girl. He's talking about gay and, lesbian and transgender and queer and I don't know what all of those letters mean to be honest with you AI plus all of that it, it just it is a it is a deadly course that we're on a deadly course collision course with history no nation has ever walked this path and survived you look at history and I have I've studied it with great interest since I was a young man I've always, I'm not suggesting I'm any kind of an authority, but boy, I've spent a lot of time reading history and paying attention to it. And I, I just had an interest from when I was a kid. I would read books about history and people in history and what they did and why they did it and so on. And boy, I'll tell you, th there has been no culture that has walked this path and survived. They just simply haven't. And we've got to put the brakes on this thing. And, and first and foremost, We've got to pray and ask God to intervene because these people are out of control. I'll tell you the next thing that's coming, the pre president is, he, I know, if I don't know if he'll get into these uh, the sexual aspect of it in his speech tonight, but I mean, he's obsessed with it. He's just obsessed with it. And the next thing that's coming down the pike, the next thing I can tell you this, I, I know it's coming. I can see it, and I, 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 I just know this is the next thing from Satan to come down the pike in the culture today, and it will be another attack, but a different kind of an attack on children. 
There's an academic in Belgium that has come under fire because they found a research paper. He's highly recognized and admired in in Belgium and in Europe, for that matter. But anyway, he wrote a a paper a while back um, on pedophilia. He's He's a professor, a university guy. He's an academic. And um, the whole issue of this paper that he wrote, I I don't like to talk about this, but I mean, this is the culture we live in. This is the slime that we're slogging through right now in the culture. And this is, yes, it's across the Atlantic Ocean, but it's coming. He wrote this paper, and the whole argument of the paper is that society should be more tolerant of minor attracted persons. And that's a new term. And that term, I didn't know where it came from till I was doing a little research uh, yesterday. But that term, minor attracted persons, is now being used by gay activists here in the United States. And just the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but a spokesperson or someone in government, in the Biden administration, used the term minor attracted persons. And I had not heard anyone use that term before yesterday, but I did hear it. And I I didn't file it. I didn't mark it because I didn't plan to talk about it. But I'm just saying this is how bad it is with this administration. And they're rolling, but they are casting anyone who disagrees with them as Trump supporters, quote unquote, or MAGA people or extremists. And they're casting anyone who isn't supportive of this thing. And this will be the next, just mark my words, the next thing they're going to foist on the public will be this minor attracted person. Minor attracted person means a pedophile. And a pedophile now is probably born that way, they will say, because he can't, or she, there are some women that are categorized that way as well, but mostly men, but they can't help themselves. So we now would have to offer them the same kinds of support in Title IX or whatever because they're born that way. Who are we to say that that's not who they are? Boy, I'll tell you, that academic paper was published earlier this year and somebody found it and made it public. And yes, there's some pushback in Belgium and elsewhere in Europe, but for the most part, what I was seeing in the news over there is that people are very interested in this, say, well, that may, he has a point here. We need to look into this. We need to consider it. Why should we be discriminatory against someone who has a minor attracted, uh, is a minor attracted person? If that's who they identify with, that's their truth. That's who they are. And we have to honor that because we believe in freedom and freedom of speech and the First Amendment in the, the U.S. and on and on it goes. Anyway, watch out for that minor attracted phrase. Minor attracted persons. They're born that way. They can't help themselves. That's why we need a Savior. We desperately need a Savior. Boy, I'll tell you, I can see why Jesus wept when he looked over the city of Jerusalem. The psalmist wrote, 138.7, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand 
shall save me. I don't know how many times I've read this verse in my life in ministry from the pulpit, from a big platform with tens of thousands of people or out in the jungle with 20 people listening to me and 10 of them didn't like me. But I'll say it again. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. These are troubling times and there's every reason for our hearts to be troubled, for great despair to come upon God's people. It's happening around the world. It has now come to America. I never thought I'd live to see the day. I really didn't. But I am optimistic. I'm not pessimistic. You can be informed. You can know what's going on. You can have a grasp on what's happening today in our culture. And you can yet you can be buoyant spiritually. Because God is in control. Don't be paralyzed with fear or confusion. Let God be God. Serve him with all of your heart. Maybe he'll call you to get into politics. Maybe he'll call you to run for a school board position. Maybe God will call you to pray for somebody else that's going to do some of these things. But just keep walking and keep living and keep praising the Lord in your heart and worship him and thank him and let God be God and see what he does. And we're yes, we're a part of it. There's no question, but it is not on our shoulders to solve all this. It is on our shoulders to be faithful to God, to do what he calls us to do, to do what our hand finds to do. Well, I got a little off track of what I had to talk about this morning, but let me talk a little bit about back to school again, because more than 50 million kids are headed back to school this week, public school, that is. School districts are being pressed to allow the satanic temple, to operate after-school satanic clubs, just like Christian ones. They're saying that now. They're saying, well, Christian, satanic, it's all the same. We believe in the First Amendment. We believe we believe that we have the right. We have a religious right because we are a religion that worships Satan. But they go on to say that we don't really believe Satan exists, but we worship the idea of Satan. After all, satanic advocates say the First Amendment gives us the same rights as the LGBTQ plus clubs and the Christian clubs. That's weird, but that's what they're saying. I mentioned this, the school in Dillsburg, just a couple of days ago. Last week on our radio program, I was talking about it. It's being pressed hard to approve an after-school satanic club. The parents were saying, please don't do this to the school board. Well, I'm sorry to announce, but not surprised, that despite the significant pushback from parents, the school has decided to settle for Satan. Yeah, they they let the club get organized and all set to go. Under the threat, of course, of a lawsuit, it always is. This is happening in schools across America. It's happening in your state. I'll get to that in a minute. The leader of the Satanic Temple says the First Amendment protects his organization's right to host a back-to-school event at a Pennsylvania high school. That's the one I talked about last week. The after-school Satan Club at Northern uh, High School in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, not far from where the president will be. I doubt that he'll bring this up tonight, but nonetheless, it's in the area there. 
but it will now be allowed to meet after approval by officials from the Northern York County School District. Yeah, they caved to the threat of a lawsuit. They do it every time. The atheist group, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, they do the same thing. They say, we'll sue you. It costs them about 100 bucks to have their lawyer write a letter and mail it. And then these school districts collapse. They're scared to death that they'll get sued. The Steve Kirkpatrick, he's superintendent of schools for this Northern York County School District. He released a statement last week, and he said that the board was going to approve an application for TST, the Satanic Temple, to use school facilities for an event on September 24th. This Lucian Graves, he's the co-founder of the Satanic Temple, he was telling Fox News yesterday that allowing a prayer event at the school while rejecting a satanic event would pose a serious problem. That's his threat of the lawsuit. He said, we don't decry or begrudge anyone having a prayer event or anything like that. He said, it does become a problem, a serious problem, when you allow a back-to-school prayer event, and I, I don't know that they did, but perhaps they did there, I don't know. But he said, when you allow a back-to-school back to prayer event, but you don't allow any other religious representation. He said, we're talking about upholding fundamental pillars of democracy and the First Amendment. The parents are very upset. One parent said they removed God from the public schools and welcomed Satan. But others see it a little differently than I do. Dallas Theological Seminary professor, and I have great respect for Dallas Theological Seminary for the most part. I do. I have friends that have gone there. I have friends that have taught there, in fact. Some of them have written books. You would know them. But this professor from Dallas Theological Seminary, he says that he thinks this is going to be a positive thing. Some theologians Daryl Bach is one of them. Dallas Theological Seminary believed that addressing religious freedom protections afforded by the U.S. Constitution could actually end up educating more people about biblical truth and offer more outreach opportunities. Well, I got to tell you, I'm into outreach opportunities. Boy, I, the gospel changes lives and changes cultures, and I've seen that throughout my lifetime. But for Bach, the example of the people of Ephesus honoring the name of Jesus in response to the demonic interactions which the seven sons of Sceva in Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 20, he, he, he uses that as a basis for what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. Yes, promoting satanic elements does, make, does not make sense and can be problematic, the professor says. However, we know Satan is alive and well through many people, though many people doubt that and even doubt he exists, just as some doubt that God exists. To the extent this is about spiritual reality, the more we can engender conversation about that reality and how to think well about it, the better, Professor Bach says from Dallas Theological Seminary. Well, I understand what he's trying to say. I get the point. But with all due respect, I profoundly disagree with him on this particular issue. He's making two very, in my opinion, naive assumptions, in my view. First, does Bach really think that any teacher in this situation in a schoolroom is going to make an honest case for the Constitution and the religious freedom and the protections of all of it, and then to transition in that classroom to talking about Jesus Christ as an outreach? No, they're not going to. Number one, most of them would be afraid of doing it, and those that wouldn't be afraid would be shut down. Separation of church and state. That misrepresentation. So 
there would certainly be those activist educators who would seize that opportunity if they were to have the, the conversation. They would silence the Christians or the fear would silence the Christians in some cases. And I don't mean that. I, I mean, it just is true. It's life. But the activist educators would seize the opportunity to push their secular, humanistic, atheistic agenda, and there would be no silencing of them because they're not violating separation of church and state. That's why that conversation needs to happen among adults, not among children. That's why I see, secondly, the point is in his noting, Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 20, and I'd like to talk about that more, but we don't have time. But that involves adults, whereas this school episode episode invite, involves the young, very young. I mean like six, seven-year-olds and up. They're very impressionable kids. They're not adults. Josh McDowell and Lee Strobel and these guys have spent their lifetime writing books and teaching and giving speeches about how we must prepare our kids with a biblical worldview in preparation to face this hostile culture and the resistance to Christianity. And they're right. And I'm sure this professor is right on 99% of what he believes. But boy, on this issue, we've got to be careful because if we're pushing our kids out there as kind of bait to get into some way to reach these people, that's not the way to reach them. You don't sacrifice your kids to reach somebody. That just simply isn't the gospel. And I agree with McDowell and Strobel and others who have written about it. This mission statement, this satanic temple, claims to be a religious organization. The mission statement of the Satanist organization reads in part, the mission of the satanic temple, a religious organization, is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose justice, undertake noble pursuits. It goes on and on and on. They boast 750,000 members. They claim they're growing exponentially. They have congregations, as they call them, in Washington, Oregon, California, Idaho, Arizona, Colorado, and all across the nation. They're focused on making inroads, though, in public schools. That is their focus. A video of an after-school Satan Club's website, it features a song that's titled, My Pal Satan. Let me leave you with this. It includes these lyrics. Satan's not an evil guy. He wants you to learn and question why. He wants you to have fun and be yourself. And by the way, there is no hell. The song also claims that, quote, Satan's not a scary guy. He wants you to share and to be kind. When all is said and done, Satan doesn't actually exist. The song continues, he's an imaginary friend who can teach us how to live. Well, Satan is real, and he's often defined in the Bible as the deceiver, because that's what he does. He isn't all-powerful, but he is a deceiver. Paul said to the Second Corinthians in chapter 11, verse 14, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 warns, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Parents, be informed. Thank you for your support. You allow us to be on the radio, originating live every weekday morning. We originate live at 9 a.m. 
Some of you hear it a little later in the day, but each day we're talking about what's happening in light of God's Word. Thank you for your support. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.